0: In week 11, the Washington Commanders gave the Giants chance after chance after chance to take away a victory that should have been a loss. And eventually, the Giants made him pay for it. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders.
1: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: And welcome into this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast and you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Join the insider program where you get news, inside scoops, exclusive content delivered directly To your phone, including during games, press conferences, practices, at the Senior Bowl, at the NFL Scouting Combine, you name it. If I'm there, you're there with me. Always excited to get new insiders So go to joinsubtextcom slash LockedOnCommanders to sign up. We've also recently started our Command Huddle, a weekly exclusive mailbag episode that I dropped just for insiders. Uh, And also, I've launched, uh, just starting this week, a Final Thoughts video that I record on my way out of the game. And again, send that to the insider. So lots of good stuff going on over there. Join subtext.com slash locked on commanders to get in on that fun. I'm your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at DHarrison82, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for CommanderCountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's fan nation. And I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our every dares and every dares, especially during these tumultuous times. I appreciate you coming through consistently like you do. Download the game time app, create an account, use the promo code locked on NFL. And you'll get $20 off your first purchase on last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're talking about what Ron Rivera was talking about. And we're going to pick some good and some bad out of a mostly bad performance against the New York Giants Week 11. But first, what happened, not statistically as much, but more so analytically, for the Commanders, this loss, bottom line, goes down to feeding the Trolls, period. Like, at the end of the day, that's exactly what you do. You fed the Troll, you fed the Troll, you fed the Troll. Eventually, eventually... The troll smashed you over the skull with a rock uh, and killed you. And that's that's essentially what happened to the Washington Commanders. Mid-third quarter uh, is about when the Giants really took control of this game. Up until then, uh, everything that they had was given to them. And the momentum that the Giants used to fuel them taking over the game uh, was given to them as well. And you could possibly even argue even later in the mid-third quarter. But I give them a little bit of credit and say about mid-third quarter. So for over half the game, the Washington Commanders, in reality, were in control of the game. If they just corrected their own mistakes, they would be fine. Uh, but they never did that. And then uh, the Giants stopped giving them chances to make amends for their own mistakes. Uh, commanders, at the end of this game, 5.2 yards per play compared to New York Giants, 5.4 yards per play. So if you're stat box scouting, you say, well, no, because the Giants had more yards per play than the Commanders did. So obviously they were doing effective things all day as well. But when you look at the actual flow of the game, sounds like the Giants had a better office today uh, but when you look at the first 15, this is something we usually do. We break it down, kind of get in detail with the nitty-gritty. But really, we're looking at the totality of what happened. So that's, again, the key to any good after-action review, what was supposed to happen. Well, you're supposed to come in and beat the Giants by 9.5 points. What actually happened in the first 15 plays, New York Giants gained 66 yards. That's 4.4 yards per uh, per play, which actually sounds better than it looked on the field. There was a couple of explosives in there, uh, unfortunately, towards the end of those 15 That boosted that average. If you narrow that down to like the first 10, the average actually goes down a lot more. The commanders' first 15 plays, they gained 106 yards of offense. That's 7.1 yards of offense per play that the commanders gained versus the Giants. So, why then, after the first 15, did the New York Giants have the lead and then obviously eventually never give it up and end up winning the game? Turnovers. If you watch the game, you already know the answer to that, but let's get a little bit deeper into the cause and effect, right? The commanders end up giving the ball to the New York Giants on Sam Howell's first interception after the commanders gained five yards per play on that perception or that uh, possession prior to that throw. The next drive, the first play is an 11-yard gain, and then boom, the Logan Thomas fumble happens. You give the ball back to the New York Giants at the Washington 45-yard line. That's all coming within the first 15 plays of the game. After that, you basically have the opposite of complimentary football, so it's bad football. Uh, helping bad football stay bad. The defense ends up giving up 20 or two plays of 24 yards back to back with the final one being the 24 yard touchdown pass from Tommy DeVito to Saquon Barkley uh, for the New York Giants first core of the game. That's how the first touchdown uh, for the New York Giants came to be an interception early for Washington commanders drive, and then they get the ball back and then a fumble gives the Giants the ball in commander's territory. They turn it into an end zone. So immediately uh, on that play where they give the Saquon Barkley uh, touchdown, immediately the defense actually comes out looking pretty solid following the Logan Thomas fumble. Uh, first play of that drive, dual corner blitzes, get get uh, get a sack for Benjamin St. Juice, uh, the team's third sack of the day at that point. The next play, they don't get to DeVito, but he's clearly uncomfortable, throws the ball horribly off target, uh, incompletion, exactly what you want to see happening if you're the defense and exactly what you want to keep happening by applying more pressure. But again, complimentary football, you need pressure applied by your offense by way of scoring to help keep that pressure on the young and experienced quarterback on third and 13. However, Washington doesn't lean on the pressure they've been bringing to get DeVito off base uh, in the first place. They're not aggressive. They go back to their typical approach. They bring four rushers, all four of them down linemen. They drop into zone coverage. coverage uh, and the deep drops uh, play to the sticks. It's third and I think it was third and 15, third and 13. But you have two defenders in this play. When you go back and look at it, Benjamin St. Juice and Cameron Curl, who are kind of in the middle part of that zone, neither of them goes with Darius Slayton. Neither of them sees Darius Slayton coming into that area of the field. Neither of them locks in on him because they're both locked in on the same tight end who is underneath the sticks about five, six yards, if he even makes the catch, and he's not in stride if he does get the ball. They let the receiver sneak into the empty space between four commanders defenders who then come in to make the tackle after he's already got the first down. That's where Percy Butler Ends up getting hurt. It's a 24 yard gain and a first down. Now Darius Slayton actually starts the play in Kendall Fuller's zone. Kendall Fuller follows him a little bit, lets him go because he's got that short zone on his side of the field. But I don't see any signs of him communicating to Benjamin Saint Juice, who's the defender closest to him, that Slayton is entering the other zone and leaving his zone. Now I'm not saying he didn't communicate it. What I'm saying is I don't see any. I don't see any points. I don't. Physically see his head turn towards Ben or anything like that. Now, he could have yelled at him anyway. I can't hear him, obviously, uh, on the on the tape that I'm watching. But the bottom line is, whether it's from a lack of communication from Fuller saying, hey, dude, my guy is about to enter your zone. You need to pick him up. Or it's St. Juice not being aware that Slayton is, is entering his zone and getting fixated on the tight end. Uh, whatever the, the, the cause is, the effect is a first down for the New York Giants. The very next play is a touchdown pass to Saquon Barkley. Where he's matched up against, against Jamin Davis. Everybody knows that Saquon Barkley and Jamin Davis is a mismatch. Jamin gets flat footed early in the play, and Saquon ends up with about three yards of separation between uh, him and the linebacker and trail. Why this team, like Cam Curl, Cam comes over late, you know, uh, credit to him for the effort to try to get over there and make the play. But why this team refuses to put top coverage on Jamin Davis's guy when he's in main coverage continues to amaze me. Jamin Davis um, is not like the worst past defending linebacker in the National Football League. But I guess a dude like Saquon Barkley against Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys, if you don't think Jamin Davis is going to get burned against Jay, against Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys, you have not been watching this team close enough. And if this defense does not give Jamin Davis top coverage when he's in pass coverage against Tony Pollard, manned up, so you know it's coming. It's not like they're just putting him in the zone and getting that matchup. When he's manned up on the running back, you're not giving him top coverage. You're going to be burned uh, again. I promise you that. But that first touchdown, all of that that we just talked about, that's only one touchdown. That's seven points. That's that's not a game killer, but that is exactly what happened all day long. Six of the eight explosive plays that Washington's defense gave up to the Giants offense followed giveaways. One of them came off of a three and out uh, for the offense. That three and out resulted in negative six yards, and it was their second three and out of the game in a row. The defense started this game with high morale, got some sacks, got some pressure. They lost it due to turnovers, constant letdown from the offense. They came out of the locker room reinvigorated, then lost it again due to the offensive struggles. We look at the Washington Commanders as a defensive-led team, but what I saw on Sunday, this is an offensive-led team. When the offense struggles, the Commanders' defense is going to follow them. So at the end of the day, that is my big takeaway from this game. That is what happened to help lead the loss to the New York Giants. Coming up next on today's episode of Locked on Commanders, we're going to talk about Sam Howell and his protection of the ball, in our sustains and improves segment coming up next on this episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. If you want to catch the next Commanders home game against the Miami Dolphins on December 3rd, you can do so for as little as $133 right now, on Game Time, plus get 20% or $20 off with our promo code here at the end. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy it so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Game Time even has deals for tickets right up to the time of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's, the la- it's a great place to find last minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time, download the Game Time app, create an account. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account. Use the redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time Today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today's episode also brought to you by BetterHelp, and this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I look forward to the holiday season every year. Thanksgiving, Christmas, my youngest birthday, all happen to be within about 30 days of each other, and then there's the fresh feeling of New Year's that comes right after it. Tons of football going on, but also comes down to the final regular season stretch of the NFL schedule. The NBA schedule is rolling forward, and I start to get ready for the Senior Bowl, for the Scouting Combine, all at the same time that all these great festivities are happening. Bottom line is it can be a lot, and it's natural to feel a little bit stressed, feel a little bit of anxiety, worry. Are you covering all your bases? Are you making everybody that you need to happy in your life? Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of that stress. Sometimes it makes you feel great. It it'll help you feel grounded. It'll give you the tools you need to manage everything going on, like learning positive coping skills it will help you set boundaries and empowers you to be the best version of you. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel slash locked on. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listen your first view today and every day. Every day. Right, thanks for coming through. Make sure you come back tomorrow. We got another mailbag episode. If you've got a question and you want to drop it in the mailbag, just drop it in the YouTube comment section. Hit me on Twitter or threads at Harrison 82 uh, or text me directly by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders and you can just text me from your phone. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. On YouTube, Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories uh, in sports every day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. If you tune in there Fridays, you're probably going to see me talking about Thursday Night Football and predicting the rest of the weekend's games. Not this Friday, because I'm going to be in Dallas covering the Washington Commanders, so I can't be covering uh, the National Football League when I'm covering the Washington Commanders specifically. So. Not this Friday, but the following Friday, last Friday. Find me over there. Next part of our AAR, every week we talk about what we want to sustain, what we want to improve, what do we want to keep happening, what do we want to keep, or what do we want to get rid of. Obviously, lots of choices to get rid of things. I'm not going to be able to hit them all, but I was able to find three things to sustain, believe it or not. First of all, I want to sustain offensive ability. And this kind of goes back to the whole thing of the Washington Commanders beating the Washington Commanders. because When they play disciplined football within the flow of the game, there's really no way that they can be beaten on offense. Again, I told you guys before I'm not going to predict the Commanders to win a game unless I think they can score at least 25 points because this defense has just been incredibly suspect. Well, I thought that they could score 25 points against New York Giants, and even though they didn't do it, I feel I feel like we come out of this game thinking uh, that I was right there. The Washington Commanders on Sunday averaged 5.8 yards per play on scoring drives. They averaged 5.61 yards per play on turnover drives. They actually almost outscore outgain themselves. In turnover drives compared to their scoring drives. But the bottom line is whether the drive ended in a score, whether it ended in a turnover, the Washington Commanders were busting off plays at a clip of over five and a half yards the entire day. For the most part, there were three drives before the end of the game where they those those three drives, two, three and outs and a punt, or those three, sorry, two, three and outs and halftime, uh, they averaged 1.83 yards or 1.8 yards per play on those three drives. But the other 10 drives combined. The Washington Commanders combined for 5.7 yards per play on average. That is a ridiculous clip to come out of with a loss, especially when you add in the nine sacks. Uh, Again, turnovers, the drives that ended in turnovers averaged 5.61 yards per play. The drives that didn't end in turnovers, so that counts all the drives that were scores, but also all the punts and the end of halftime, 3.2 yards per play. So when the Washington Commanders ended a drive with a turnover, they actually gained more yards per play. And they did when they did anything else um, that's sad and impressive all at the same time. Second thing I want to sustain the sacks, nine sacks by the Washington Commanders, uh, new record for first half, all that stuff. David Mayo, two of them, uh, new career high for him. One and a half sacks from John Allen and one and a half sacks from KJ Henry. And then one sack from Jamin Davis, Dron Payne, Benjamin St. Juice and Casey Tuhill uh, each. Part of that was was more aggression. Part of that was a banged up New York Giants offensive line. Part of that was Tommy DeVito holding the ball too long at times. And, you know, look, if the Washington Commanders offense is able to put points up in this game and keep the, the New York Giants on their heels and make them pass the ball more and make them have to get pass happy and pass heavy, uh, I think you probably look at this team coming away with probably about 12 sacks and it's an even better performance. But as it is, you know, with all the negative, you do want to maintain those nine sacks, right? If you come into Dallas and get nine sacks against Dak Prescott, I think you have a pretty good chance of winning that game. Although, much different team, much different quarterback, much different offensive line. So it's not something that we can necessarily say, here's how you copy and paste from the Giants to the Cowboys to get the same results, but you would love to keep nine sacks from week 11 going into week 12. Final sustain for this week, EB's play calling. Bear with me now. I know the offense did not do a great job, and the offense uh, large in large part – uh, carries their 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 piece of the pie and the blame pie here, but even with some of the deficiencies that I've noted, nobody is going to be perfect. Uh, I'm going to tend I tend to give a little bit of break on late game turnovers, like the pick six at the end. You know, like you got less than thirty seconds, no timeouts, you need a touchdown. Uh, you sometimes you just got to try to make things happen. Um, it's such a condensed, contextual period that it's hard to really place a whole lot of blame on anybody. But the other two interceptions, um, the first one. Sam has three options for a short, intermediate, and even a deep completion past the 50 if he throws it to John Bates. That's the only one to De'Ami Brown that gets picked off. So Sam Howell, because of play design, has three other options uh, to go to other than De'Ami Brown, who's who's covered pretty tightly. On the second interception, Sam Howell is rolling away from pressure. He's got B-Rob in the dump-off area. If you look at him, he's he's got his hand up saying, Sam, give me the ball. And he's got enough room. Like, he's a physical runner. He's got enough room to pick up that first down on third down. Uh, He's got Terry McLaurin for an easy first down crossing left to right. But again, he tries to take the big shot downfield. The dropped interception, if you remember that there was another interception that could have been secured, but was dropped uh, by by the New York Giants' safety. Uh, the broadcast did a really good job of describing it. If he throws it upfield where McLaurin is breaking, it's wide open. If McLaurin comes underneath, like how threw it, uh, it's a completion. So the play call worked. One of those two guys, Terry McLaurin or Sam Howell, made a mistake. Whichever one made a mistake, they caused the play to falter. But the play design itself works splendidly. So again, I think Eric Bienemi, you know, look, you look at the fumbles, you look at all these things. Like he put the team in position to be successful. He put his offense in position to score points, move the ball. So I want, to, I want to keep that going into week 12 against the Dallas Cowboys Improve. you got to take what the defense gives you. I just kind of talked about that. Uh, three three and outs in the second quarter. One was the end of half, but the other two on the first three and out, the commander, commander's got five yards on first down, three yards on second down. Both of those are successful plays. Then they go hurry up and Sam calls a bunch of audibles and adjustments at the line of scrimmage. The result is a no gain on third and two to the weak side of the formation, which also happens to be the short side of the formation with Robinson lined up in shotgun about five yards behind the line of scrimmage. The two runs to the left that Brian Robinson had before that play, one was an A-gap run that he bounced out because the offensive line got such great great push up the middle that he was able to get a clear lane to the outside. The other one was from under center, and he had a downhill uh, start going to the left side B-gap, completely opposite, different types of plays than what they did on that third and two, and obviously it didn't work. The second three and out. On first down, they gained two uh, two yards with the right side run. The pass uh, on the second down was the one that we just described, the the could-have-been interception that was dropped by the Giants defender. So you already know why that was uh, at fault. And then on third down, uh, Sam Howell is sacked, waiting for long plays to develop on third and eight. So defense is giving you room. Defense is giving you options. You got to take them. Go back to those play calls where we discussed that he was trying to do too much. Uh, final improvement, uh, Giants wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins said some interesting things. That we're going to go over here. He said, quotes, the commanders play a lot of man. So for us, we do a lot of meshes, trying to get some picks and make their defenders pick themselves for our receivers. They were kind of struggling with the meshes that we had. And we'd seen that and even started calling them even more. Asked about adjustments. Hodgins said, not really. They didn't adjust. He said their main plan seemed to be that they wanted to play man and let their D line do what they do. They had some success uh, with the sacks and stuff, but playing man in the NFL for an entire game isn't easy. So we started doing that, and I don't didn't really notice a counter. They stuck with their plan. So not only did the Washington Commanders not have an answer for the Giants' mesh concepts, they didn't even make adjustments. So that is enough to get you ranting alone. But coming up next, we're going to rant about Ron Rivera's comments following the game at the podium. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by FanDuel. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets uh, with any $5 money line bet that wins. That's $150 if your team wins. The Washington Commanders, unsurprisingly, are underdogs heading into Dallas to face the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Ten and a half point underdogs to be completely certain. But if you think they can pull off the upset, sign up, drop that money line bet on Washington, and if they do it, You win as well. If you're a Commanders fan, but you think there's no way they upset the Cowboys, drop that money line bet on Dallas, and you get your silver lining with $150 in bonus bets. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is incredibly easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including those money lines, but you also got spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to score this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, y'all, we're ranting about Ron to finish off this episode of Locked On Commanders. And the first quote we're going to talk about is Ron was asked that this is a new low point uh, of the season. And Ron said, quote, it is a low point. That's for sure. Anytime you got an opportunity to win a football game and you put the numbers up, you did. You got a chance. You've got to come through. End quote. And quite honestly, that's kind of putting it lightly. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of putting it lightly on the low point thing. A lot of people think this is not only a low point this season, but it's a low point in Ron Rivera's time as the leader, the head coach of the Washington Commanders. Michael Phillips uh, on Twitter, on X, uh, whatever it's called these days, sent out his list of worst losses in Ron Rivera's tenure. Uh, he started off with this last game against the New York Giants, that is the number one uh, worst loss. Well, he doesn't really rank them. He just lists them. So here's uh, five of the worst losses in Ron Rivera's senior again against Michael Phillips. Um, this one, this this one that we've been talking about, the Chicago Bears loss on Thursday Night Football earlier this season. Uh, the loss of the Cleveland Browns last year with the playoffs on the line, and we don't need to rehash that. Uh, the Cowboys lost a couple years back with Deron Payne and John Allen fighting on the sideline and then trading up to draft a long snapper. So not even a game, but a decision getting in there uh, as one of the five worst losses in Ron Rivera's tenure hard to ignore or argue with any of those. Um, The only one I was not present for was the Cowboys loss when Duran Payne and John Allen got in the fight. I was writing and talking about the team, but wasn't on ground covering them in person yet, but that's Michael Phillips list. If you got your list and you want to, by all means uh, share it with me and maybe we can make a, a portion of the mailbag episode about the worst moments in the Ron Rivera tenure uh, so far, if you want to go that direction uh, on, if the team came ready to play, early in this game. Ron Rivera, first of all, cut off the question. Then he said, quote, always they showed up early to play. They really, they they were ready to play. They had a good week of practice. It's unfortunate we turned the ball over the first two possessions, end quote. And certainly the first two possessions, not the only reason they lost this game, but certainly didn't help matters. Uh, They're fumbling the the second half kickoff certainly doesn't help uh, matters. Three interceptions from your quarterback, even though I kind of give a little bit of forgiveness for that last one because you're in kind of a desperate situation there. Um, bottom line is, you know, I think Ron is right there. The players did show up ready to play the, as far as effort is concerned, right? Effort has never been an issue with this team uh, that I can remember. And, again, I've only been on the beat for a couple of years now. But I think that you have enough effort from the guy, these guys. What's, what's missing is either the communication, uh, the the IQ within the scheme, the understanding of what your job is, uh, the decision-making sometimes from the quarterback especially, the focus and the, and the discipline in securing the football. Uh, And, of course, the consistency, right, which uh, I know a couple at least a couple of my insiders are really frustrated with hearing Ron Rivera repeatedly talk about just need to be consistent. Well, the problem is the only thing that has been consistent is saying you need to be consistent. That's not consistency. So that's our ranting about Ron for this week. Uh, We'll see. Maybe the last one. Um, You know, we got one more game coming up this week. Thursday, we got the Dallas Cowboys. I'll be in Dallas. Um, so I mean, you, you figure there's at least gonna be a post-game press conference, right? So we'll have at least one more ranting about Ron and we'll see what comes up after that. Coming up tomorrow's mailbag time. So if you got a question for the mailbag, drop it in the YouTube comment sections. Hit me on Twitter or social media, uh D Harrison82, or text me directly by becoming a locked on commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com subtext.com slash locked on commanders. As always, thank you for making a locked on commanders first. Listen or view today and every day. Every as you already know, but I'm gonna tell you anyway, I appreciate your continued support. For the show. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. And until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad free on Amazon Music.